It was, yeah. it was just so surreal because I'm a fan of bodybuilding first, right? So I've been looking up to these guys. I'm like, wow, like I'm hitting a, you know, rear double bicep next to Blessing. Wow, I'm hitting a side <laughs> chest next to Justin. You know what I mean? Like it was very cool because I know my game. My game is size and I come in more conditioned than anyone. What's going on, guys? This episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear and the next few, we have interviews with some of the new talent competing at the New York Pro. This is going to be an awesome show. There's going to be a ton of new guys there. We thought we'd try to get interviews with some of them so that you guys could learn a little bit more about the preps that are going into this contest. Each of these guys has made some tremendous progress. We're excited to share this with you. And there's a lot to learn just by listening to these guys talk. If you're new to our content, let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell. We have several bodybuilding podcasts coming out each week, tons of education and entertainment from IPB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're not here to tell you what to do. Instead, we want to inform you so that you can make your own decisions that will help you to reach your goals as effectively as possible while trying to stay safe. All right, guys, let's get to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, and myself, Scott McNally. Today, we are joined by IFBB Pro Brent Swanson on his way to the New York Pro. What's going on, man? Uh, just uh, happy to be here with you guys and talk shop and uh, just kind of tell you about my prep and what's been going on. So it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you guys, you know, in person and uh via digital digitally so i'm excited to be here and hopefully we'll have a good interview for you guys hell yeah i'm freaking pumped and uh all of our programming is brought to you guys by truenutrition.com you could use our code think for additional savings high quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust hit me up if you have any questions about any of their flavors or anything else and thank you to everybody from patreon you guys are literally making this thing happen so thank you for all your support I'm freaking pumped. We haven't had you on, Brent, since it was like the road to USA's, I believe, like 2019. So a lot yeah. has changed since then, man. You've become an IFB pro. You are, you're, I mean, you're, you're, I can't say you're bigger. Like you're absolutely, you've always been one of the biggest <laughs> guys on stage. You come in absolutely peeled. What has changed though, size wise? Like, have you gained more muscle? Have you refined? What's been yeah. the game plan since you turned pro? Well, the biggest thing, you know, and you got to give credit to where credit's due, but the biggest thing that I did was in 2019 after, uh, I think, a disappointing finish at Nationals. At least it was to me because I was kind of a front runner to win or turn pro, and I actually placed fourth. So I went down a spot. I had had third the year before when Hunter turned pro, and I lost that second pro card by like a vote to Sean Smith. And uh, the best thing that I think could have happened to me is in 2019. Um, I'd look good, but I mean, I didn't get the job done. So I think the biggest thing is hiring Chad Nichols, um, December of 2019. And, um, he, I, I, I mean, I've known him since I've been a little boy because he's from my hometown in Illinois, and uh, he's really just transformed my body. And I'm a I'm an easy I'm a school teacher, <laughs> and I do this on the side, so I'm I'm an easy student. What he says, I do, and uh, it, it's worked. So uh, I gotta give credit to where credit's due, and uh, you know I obviously put in the work, but he's laid out the game plan, and you know just kind of gone from there. That's cool. I know that Chad has the people I know who've worked with Chad. They say that in the off season to grow, he pushes a lot of food. Like I've had stories of guys telling me like they're eating. Yeah. So like Ron Partlow told me when he worked with him, 
that he had his highest carb days on his non-training days because it was so much food. He was like, I really couldn't have trained mm-hmm. on those days. How how's it been for you? In, let's start with that in the off season. Um, so for me as a diabetic, type one diabetic, I've got to be careful a little bit because I know Chad uh, pushes the carbs as well a lot too. Okay. So in my off season, I mean, I didn't go crazy with carbs. I mean, some guys are getting like a thousand carbs a day, things <laughs> like that. But the one, I think the biggest thing with my body that he did is he had my protein. I mean, previously with previous coaches, I was eating eight, maybe 10 ounces cooked. Um, the first thing he did was up that to 14 and 16 ounces cooked, um, five meals a day. And then he would typically my off season, give me like one shake meal. And then obviously pre-contest, I don't like shakes cause I get hungry all the time. Um, so he'd give me, you know, like six huge quantities of protein, moderate fats and kind of put the carbs around my, um, training. But I think that's the biggest thing, honestly, is the food. I know everybody wants to say sexier answer as far as like supplements and things like that sure um but you know i'm just being real like i honestly think it was the food because um i I mean i'm a huge eater too like dieting and getting to the condition level that i get into especially being a diabetic like it sucks like i hate being hungry so if you tell me to eat two pounds of meat like i'm game like let's go like i'm i can eat all day long it's when you start taking my food away um (laughs) you know and i kind of have the same mindset and you know me and nate are really good friends you know we're always very conditioned we always push the extremes with the dieting and getting into shape so i mean once that we don't cheat like i know nate doesn't cheat on his diet off season in season i don't either because if i'm going to do this at this level i'm not going to get on stage and think to myself oh wow like i could have been better but if no it's if i get beat or if I don't place well, it's literally just because somebody was better than me on that day it's nothing that i did to the weeks leading up to the show and i think at the end of the day you can hang your hat on that. You know, you just kind of have peace about it. Oh, yeah. There's going to yeah. be more than a few YouTube comments, though. I just want to give you a heads up that <laughs> are going to be the, uh, this guy is saying that he's he's giving all the credit to all this food. It's such bullshit. wonder what he takes. He's got to be taking more than anybody else. That's why it's so big. That's why it's so good. Well, pe- well people have been saying about that because of my head, right? We were talking about this before it started. I have a huge face. Like, I wear, like, a seven and seven-eighths fitted hat. If you go back to my high school pictures, like, I have a huge dome. Like, I just do. It's not from GH. You know what I mean? It's, just, it, it's, not, it's, it's not it. I honestly attribute it to the insulin. I mean, in, in the off-season on my insulin pump, I'm, I'm on FIOSP which is actually faster acting than Humalog. Like in yeah. my off season, I'm between 150 to 200 units of Fiosp a day, you know, which is quick acting wow. insulin right now. As I'm dieting down, my carbs are lower. My body is super efficient. Um, you know, I'm around 40 to 50 units a day. So that's kind of how it changes as I get leaner, my body's efficient and I'm, you know, very shredded right now. I mean, I could probably step on stage. I could step on stage now and, and, you know, do some damage, but you know, I want to get a little bit better, but you know, when your body's that efficient, you don't need as much insulin, obviously at 265 where I'm at now versus when I started prep, I was 310. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, I've always had a huge head. I've always had a strong jawline. So I can prove pictures. I'll put, I'll post on my social media when I was, you know in my younger days so yeah. I, I had the receipts yeah the, the insulin that's got to be a really big factor uh when it comes to dieting i we we talked about a guy that i'm working with just recently on uh on dm yeah. about a, a you know a situation that came up specifically because he's diabetic and <laughs> it was something we were doing affected his blood sugar that most diabetics don't even deal with but regardless things 
things are going to be a little bit different in your situation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What's that like? Yeah, so I mean, insulin's a double-edged sword, right? It's one of the most anabolic compounds that you can take to put on size. So I guarantee you if I was not a type 1 diabetic, I would not be as big as I am. Hmm. Point blank, you know, it's just the, the way it is. So it's cool when you're trying to attain muscle because, yeah, I've got like 200 you know, units of FIOS, quickest acting insulin there is, going into my body via an insulin pump daily. So putting on size is great, and I stay pretty, you know, somewhat lean. But to get show shredded, that's why a lot of diabetics have a hard time getting show shredded because it's a double-edged sword because when you got to use that insulin, it, it, it kind of affects fat loss as well. So um, it's cool to put on size, but I feel like I have to diet down quite a lot harder um, than most guys my size just for the simple fact that like, hey, if I don't take insulin, like I die. You take with my insulin pump for eight to 10 hours, like boom, I'm, 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 I'm done, you know? So uh, I don't really have a choice in that, but you know, it, it is a good side effect. I mean, I wish I didn't have the disease. I wish I didn't have to do this, um, but I've been doing this since I've been four years old and you know, just, it is what it is. I'll be 37 in June and that's just kind of the cards that I was dealt in, in my life. Your pump you've fell had off. some issues. Yeah, yeah, you've had some yeah. issues this prep with uh, your pump. Can you talk about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, I think it was maybe 10, 14 days ago. Um, every time you go to bed, it's just kind of scary because you don't know what you're going to be like when you wake up. Because typically, if a high comes on or a low comes on when I'm awake, it's easy to feel because you can feel that. And as diabetics get older, sometimes it's hard. Uh, they lose their sensitivity, but I have not. Um, so, I guess in the middle of the night, somehow my port that I change every three days came unattached from my body. I don't know. The dogs sleep with us. I think the dogs might have been tossing and turning and ripped it out. Well, anyways, I wake up and I'm like, man, I feel really weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a weird, like, uh, prep weird. It's like, I, something's not right. So I took my blood sugar and I was 547 and I was like, Oof. huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So then, um, you know, like I'm like, well, first thing I do is that like I literally go straight to the refrigerator, get out the um, get out an insulin pen and just, you know, get some insulin started in my body versus a pump. Then I go in the bathroom to check my pump and my pump was literally just hanging there on a string. Like, oh. So it had been disconnected from my body for I go usually go to bed like around. 10 30 at night and uh i usually wake up like at six in the morning so i had been disconnected for almost eight hours so i went eight hours without getting any insulin whatsoever so i woke up and then when that happens like my whole day screwed i called in sick to work um felt like trash the whole day even when my blood sugars got regulated like i was worthless uh, i still trained i still got my cardio in but like it was just it was horrible and then um another issue i had during this prep and let me preface this by saying that like I've been a diabetic for 33 years and um, I've only passed out like two, maybe three times in my whole lifetime. So having two instances during this prep really, one was by accident, one was actually my mistake, kind of uh, is unusual because it's very under control. My A1C is always like 6, 6.2, which for type 1 is good. Um, you know, for type 2, they could have a little bit better control, but for type 1, a, a low 6 A1C is very good. So anyways, I don't want people to think that I'm out of control. So uh, about a few months ago, I had trained legs. And my blood sugar was 115. And I went to get a, you know, a deep tissue massage. My massage therapist, um, is very, very works at me hard. And she always jokes with me saying, Oh, I bet, um, 
you know, when you do this, you know, you're burning a lot of calories, right? And I'm always the person who's just like, whatever, like, I'm not burning a lot of calories doing this, like, <laughs> yeah. you're full of it, just because like, I'm an extremist. And I'm always, you know, kind of a, I hate this word too, but like a narcissist when it comes to that stuff, like, ah, I can work harder, I'm fine. Yeah. So anyways, um, I literally just left my pump on, you know, I didn't give myself any insulin, but my basal insulin is the amount of insulin that I get every hour. Um, as, um, as just like a, a maintenance level and all of a sudden she started working on me and I, I kind of felt a little weird, but I was like, well, maybe it's just from her working on me. Well, next thing I know, um, I wake up and I have like six paramedics over me and I'm like, Oh, and <laughs> I had obviously passed out because my blood sugar went too low. And I asked, oh, them, wow. how low is my blood sugar? And they said, uh, you, our meter kicks in if it's 30 and above and your blood did not register on our machine. So you were, Oh 30. shit. Wow. So you've been yeah. at the two extremes, five, five, That's, wow. so below 30 at one point and over, did you say five forty forty seven five forty seven? Yeah. And one of them, which was wow. a mistake, like, my pump malfunction, like there's nothing I can do about that, right? But the one yeah. where my blood sugar like went below 30, I was just kind of like, man, that's just so stupid. Like I hate when that stuff happens. And, you know, I, I already know I'm at, at, at risk, you know, um, being a type one since I've been so young. And it, it, it just really, um, it, it got to me more mentally than anything else just because I'm very um, OCD as far as like getting mm -hmm. blood work done, getting heart scans done and everything like that. Just because like, you know, you know, this sport isn't always the best for those things along with, you know, being a type one diabetic, you know, carrying around 300 pounds is not probably the smartest thing to do, but it's what I love to do. And I want to try to do it as healthy as I can. Um, so, I mean, you know, I actually had some heart scan issues as well this past summer, um, but everything came back normal. But, um, you know, just just having things like that happen just is kind of, you know, it, it just uh, it, it just sucks, <laughs> to, to, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah. yeah, I, I didn't well, understand. You've got a passion for something. Oh, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Well, I just say you have a passion for something and you want to, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not living with type one like you are. I'm assuming, though, that you want to be normal. You have this passion for bodybuilding. And even in the face of things like this happening, where the average Joe might be like, oh, my God, he's killing himself. What is he doing? You you probably want that. Normal. Like, why should you have to give up if you can add like an added effort or keep that structure? Your structure has to be absolutely insane. You're just an, an incredibly highly structured person, probably before you ever even picked up a weight because of your type one situation, especially when it came to, comes to food and monitoring your you know blood sugar levels and things like that. So bodybuilding is a really good fit even if you weren't very good at it i'm assuming this right. is just something that you're kind of like you know this is my passion this is what i want to do i'm going to manage it the best that i can and hopefully you're thinking you know fuck everybody else for what they for what they think because they're not in your situation and you're going to do this the best that you can and the safest that you can but here's my question when you will is there a point or has it crossed your mind and, and this is tough to ask because i'm not asking it from a judgy standpoint i i I'm totally supportive of like do your thing and live the way you want to live. But is there a point do you think down the line where you might go, okay, maybe I just gotta maybe I gotta pull it back. Maybe I've gone as far as like maybe this is just too much of a gamble. It's a tough question, like I said. 
Well, it might take me a minute to answer that. So let me kind of go back a little bit. So um, I have always had, you know, EKGs done, um, echocardiograms, things like that done as far as my heart health because I have heart family history. Type 1 diabetes is such a precursor to heart health, as we all know, mm-hmm. um, especially having it since I've been four years old. So um, anyways, I have them done every year. And then my doctor said, oh, you should uh, have a stress test done. On top of that, just to make sure that we're okay. Yeah. And this was earlier. This was uh, actually the – hold on. This was actually in right after the Indy Pro when I placed fifth. So it was like, I think, June maybe. Anyway, so I had the stress test done. And when I was on the treadmill, that came back normal. But then when they injected dye in me and they did like the CT or whatever they do around it, I, I, I might be wrong in the machine they use. But whatever they did – the doctor basically said, hey, um, you have shadowing on your heart, but we're not sure if that's because of the muscle mass causing the shadow or because you actually have blockage in there. And the only way that we're going to know that is if we do a um, exploratory catheterization. So me being you know, proactive, I said, well, yeah, let's do it. And he acted like it wasn't a big deal. So I had a horrendous experience. I go in and they said that first they're going to go through the wrist. Well, there's a moonlight doctor who did it and said, we're not going through the wrist. I'm old school. We're going to go through the groin. So, I yeah. mean, they already like drugged me up. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say no. This guy right. is I'm supposed to be the expert. So he yeah. goes through my yeah. groin and then he, he takes the pictures or the video or whatever. And he said, good news. He just said, I literally thought when I got in there that you're going to definitely have some blockage, but you literally have like 0% blockage anywhere. Um, he said, I can't believe it because being a diabetic and, you know, being as big as you are, I thought we were going to find a lot of stuff. And this doctor comes to find out really isn't the best. So I actually had my images sent off to other people who know what they're doing. They're like, yeah, dude, like you're, you have like no plaque buildup in you. But to make a long story short, when he came out, um, he ended up ripping my psoas and i had a football-sized hematoma in my psoas they thought that i was going septic so i was in the emergency room for five days on vancomycin because they thought that i was going septic i was running 104 fever and about 10 out of 10 pain um yeah so that happened in like august right before i had to go back to school and start school so in me and being proactive which i'll always be proactive and i understand that things happen when you go under the knife um you know, I, I had that issue happen. But to answer your question, Skip, like I'm OCD by nature. I was diagnosed with OCD when I was in high school. I'm not on any medication, but I've grown into knowing how to control that, which is why I think I'm a great bodybuilder because if it's on paper, I'm an extremist. So like I'm going to do it like balls to the wall, like as much as I can. I'm also a type A personality too, to where like I'm a school teacher. I train people on the side. I'm a full-time bodybuilder. Like I'm go, 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 go. I don't know. I don't know how to rest, you know? And, uh, and, and, and it's just one of those things to where, Heaven forbid, I've been proactive, but if something were to happen and people want to blame, you know, bodybuilding or whatever, man, like I have no regrets just because I have a wonderful life and a wonderful marriage with my wife, Autumn. Um, we're good moral people. I mean, I, I, my, my faith plays a big part in who I am. I'm a Christian person and I've lived my life the right way and I've had a great time. And I, and you know, I, I not to push anything on anybody else, but I believe that there is a plan in my life. And it's when, when it's my time to go, like I've lived a great life and I, you know helped a lot of people and you know nothing is forever so i rather 
do the things that I'm going to do as long as I'm being, you know, proactive about things and smart about things and not just pissing them to the wind, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Would you, 100%. Would you say, Brent, because of bodybuilding, OCD, falling everything to a T, getting all the health work done and being so involved in your health on top of bodybuilding, you're in a better situation than most other diabetic type one diabetics and type two diabetics out there as it is like how many 100%. type one diabetics are getting how many type one diabetics are getting the type of scans you're done probably every year every two years how many type two diabetics nobody. are getting that kind of that, that's what right. i mean so i think you're nobody aware. the thing is, is is how many how many type two diabetics or type ones who are overweight who are on statins because you know of their blood work and how many of them are on blood pressure medication my doctor actually had to take me off my blood pressure medication because i was on a super super low dose more so for kidney health because my 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 blood pressure numbers were kind of you know i was running like 140 over 80 but he was like you know just take a little bit of lisinopril you know and uh he actually had cut back i was taking a 10 milligram lisinopril then he cut it back to five and then i was still tanking and then he was just like uh you really don't need this i mean it's great for your kidneys but i mean like as far as like being on a statin or blood pressure i don't know anybody over the age of 35 who's had diabetes as long as i have who's not on some statin or blood pressure medication mm -hmm. and i can run circles around these people and guess what i feel great you know what I mean? Like I'm living my life. You know, you see all these people, you know, you know, our age, Andrew, with, you know, medical issues and, you know, and not to, this is me not shaming people, but it's just being observant who are just fat and unhappy and just not living their life to their fullest. And I'm like, if you guys want to ridicule me for enjoying my life and, you know, being a good person and enjoying a sport that I love, then so be it. But like, I, 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 I don't need to I don't need to try to win approval from those people because they're right. not in my corner and at the end of the day they really don't matter. The things that matter are my faith and my family and my close knit of friends. And if you're not in those circle of people, then I, I mean not to sound too harsh, but I really don't care. Mm -hmm. That's the benefit of being an adult, right? Once you get to be an yeah. adult, you kinda get that sense of you know, that sense of self and it's like, yeah, I don't care who who's not for me, you know? Yeah. Well, Speaking of being, you know, happy and healthy and everything, tell us what you're bringing to New York. You know, I get to see it firsthand from the front row seat in a couple of days. I, I'm excited, to, you know, because I've watched you through the ranks and I've obviously watched Nate through the ranks. I've watched, you know, Stu. I've watched all these other guys because I think this is going to be an exciting New York pro. We don't see any of the yeah. typical like Akeem. We don't see the Justin LRs. We're not seeing a lot of those guys. We're seeing a lot of the quote unquote new blood, new pros. So, yeah. how, you know, give us a rundown. What are you thinking? How you feel like you're coming so, in? How's it going to go? So, so let me be completely honest. Last year when I did the Indy Pro, and the indie pro is like uh two and a half hours from my house i call dave bowers because i'm always think that i suck even though i know i don't but i just see myself in the mirror i'm like oh you suck um and i was like hey man i've got i've got a lot of people coming i said how do the pros uh because every show is a little bit different. How do the do the pros do a nighttime routine? Do all of them get to do it? Do just the top five, top ten? Like, how are you running this? Because honestly, like, sometimes I look in the mirror and be like, hey, I look pretty good. And other times in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my butt stomped. I'm going to be last call out. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyways, he was just like, well, I think you're going to be in the mix. But uh, so there's only like, I think there's like 17 or 18 pro men. He was like, everybody's going to post. So I was like, okay. So I told all my family, I was like, hey, you can buy night show tickets now. So I don't want you to buy night show tickets and not be able to, you know, do my routine. Yeah. So anyways, uh, lo and behold, you know, I don't even told Autumn to, I said, listen, 
If I'm not in the mix, this is pretty stupid to put all of this effort and all of this into something if I can't continue to be in the mix. Hmm. And lo and behold, it was a, the Indy was stacked, dude. Like there's a lot of top Olympians, and you know, I got in that first call out, and I placed fifth, and Justin placed fourth. Uh, Max Charles was third. Uh, Charles Griffin was second. And, you know, blessing one and to be in that top call out, it, yeah. was, it was just so surreal because I'm a fan of bodybuilding first, right? So I've been looking up to these guys. I'm like, wow, like I'm hitting a, you know, rear double bicep next to blessing. Wow, I'm hitting a side <laughs> chest next to Justin. You know what I mean? Like it was very cool because I know my game. My game is size and I come in more conditioned than anyone. And especially for the indie, like it was funny. Uh, Ross Flanagan was like, dude, I knew you were trouble because when you're hitting a back double back, stage and you're i was looking at your stomach like from the back he said you could literally see your internal organs i kid you not (laughs) (laughs) and you know and and i know my game i'm I'm not i'm not a shape guy like i mean my shape has come better because like obviously my shoulders my back everything's better but like i'm not like your little 28 inch waist guy you know what i mean like that's not me i bank on graininess and condition kind of older muscle because i've been training for a long time right so uh um you know another cool thing is that gary yuda even came up to me and said i haven't seen conditioning like that in years so to have gary come up and say that indy that's I was like, cool. okay we've got to mm. come and freaking nailed uh, even more than indy for the new york and then you know i gotta i gotta tell you like these not having the big names to me is motivating because it's like, hey, if I got fifth at Indy, like maybe I can move up a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Um, chat, I hate when guys say, oh, I'm 10 to 15 pounds heavier this year. So I'm like, mm, you're probably like seven pounds of fat and two to three pounds of muscle. But <laughs> I, I'm just being real, especially at my age. But I've done side-by-side pictures, and I've actually posted some on my Instagram and Facebook. And I think my conditioning is at the level it was last year, if not better i personally think it's better and you know i'm gonna be weighing about seven to eight pounds heavier so like today i was 265 in the morning probably by the time we pull some water and uh you know on show day carve up and all that i should be like 256 257 probably i bet i probably got seven or eight pounds of water and fluid and things to drop but uh if we can just nail it you know like we did indy with that added fullness the judges wanted um you know i mean i i think i can do well and i don't want to say that arrogantly because i could say this and i could be last call out you never know that's the sport of bodybuilding subjective right um but i'm feeling confident and i improved in places i needed to improve and you know, me and Nate always come in shredded. I don't think there's been one show where me and Nate have come off since we started competing nationally, like in 2015. Obviously, there's been holes in our in our physiques where we've had to, you know, build them up. But, like, one thing with, like, especially me and Nate that you can bank on is that we're going to be nailed, conditioned, and professional, you know, and we don't miss as far as, like, conditioning because guess what? We suffer. We don't cheat on our diet. We're not throwing Hail Marys at the end trying to be something that we're not. Um, so I'm looking forward to competing with Nate you know, just because he's probably one of my best friends as far as in the bodybuilding scene. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's beaten me and I've beaten him and we do, we got to see who's going to, who's going to win, uh, win the year in 2023, you know, and obviously I want to beat him and I want to do the best that I can, but if not, you know, I'm rooting for Nate a hundred percent. That's cool. I think it's well said. Yeah. 
And I yeah. also want to point out, I've known you for a number of years, and I, uh, you've never been arrogant. I, I think everything you said was you coming see from that. a place of, yeah. of yeah. confidence in the work that you put in, not yeah. from a confidence that was manufactured from something hmm. like some of these other Instagram people do. You know, uh, just knowing you, I know you, yeah. you, you've worked your ass off. Seen you, I mean, we've been backstage at Nationals together when we did it in 2018, and even up to the minute before you're going back out for the for the night show, you're like, do I look okay? Like, like it's like Brent. You were in the first call out right in the middle there. Like, <laughs> you're either second or third. I think you look okay. And you didn't, you didn't end up looking, you didn't fall apart in the four hours we had from morning to, or, or that whole day or whatever in between. Dude, so, I'm, yeah, definitely- dude it's just, it's crazy. Cause like, I'm, even though I, I do struggle with OCD, um, it's controlled, but I'm about to drive my wife nuts. Like I'm just in. <laughs> In contest prep, I'm neurotic, dude. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to, I'm not a head case. Like, it's not that like, oh, I'm crying because I want more food. No, just suck it up and work harder. Like, that's not it. It's just like when I look in the mirror, how are my glutes looking? Are they all the way up to my crack right now? I think I look better last week. Oh, I I had more striations in my triceps last week. You know, it's just that mental stuff in my, and she's like, you got to stop looking in the mirror. Like, just (laughs) take your pictures. Send in the Chad, send in the mm-hmm. meme. We'll tell you if you're off off track, but like you you look nuts, like just you're gonna be okay. You know, but I think every bodybuilder, if it means something to them and if they're honest enough, that they go through that, you know. I, I, I if this means something to you and you're putting every waking minute into this, mm-hmm. especially in a contest prep, like I feel like you're gonna have those emotions just for the simple fact that like it's if it didn't mean anything, you wouldn't feel that way. But it, it means something, so you you want to show all that hard work at that time on you know on stage, and you know you feel. And, and luckily, I haven't really missed my mark too much. But you don't want to miss your mark and say, "Man, I look better." I I put four months of contest prep in, and I look better two weeks ago. I think mm-hmm. there's nothing that could be worse feeling than having that emotion. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time here. I'd love to talk to you about more, uh, especially for people who haven't heard some of your stories, like how you got yeah. all your gym equipment. You still have you still have yeah. your gym? Yeah. So if you want to take a look at it, too, like I did some um, stuff with muscle and strength um, with Dan. Um, we did like a warrior gym. Um, like I bought my all my equipment off the Ultimate Warrior and we became really good friends. And um, you can kind of check it out on that as well. OK. Um, OK. So if you go if you go and do that. So basically, I have a private gym where I train at um, with me and my buddy. He actually owns a repo business. and We keep it there. And then I also go to a public gym as well. So I kind of go between the both depending on kind of what what I want to. Um, work and things like that. We're actually adding to look to add a, a few new pieces to the Warrior Gym um, as soon as we save up enough money to make some of those purchases because some of the things are kind of high high end things. But you know, um, it would be nice to have in our in our private gym. Well, do me a favor, uh, send me the link to that. I'll put that in the description. That way, people yeah. can go and, and check that out. And uh, where do people follow you on social media? So um, I. I like Instagram is my favorite. So I always post first on Instagram and then I'll usually share it to Facebook for all of my family and my old friends and people over the age of 50. Um, so, <laughs> so just, just, hey, that's just, why I messaged you today. So, yeah, sorry, Skip. sorry. I love you. I've looked up the Skip for years. He doesn't even know. Uh, but just Brent, B-R-E-N-T, Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-E-N. And then so I can be prevalent to all the high school kids that I teach, I actually do TikTok every once in a while. Oh. 
like an idiot doing oh. it. Uh, oh. So, but a lot of those are like videos, and then I just I don't know. It's I hate TikTok, but I still post to that too, um, just to try to um, uh, just to try to basically have to reach all of my older family, and then the people my age, and then all all the young kids. So, I mean, I don't have that great of a following, but I try to do my part the best that I can. Hell yeah. Well, we'll make sure to post everything below guys. Check out Brent and uh, let's all keep cheering him into into the show uh, for another episode here of blood, sweat and gear. I'm Scott McNally with coaches, Skip Hill, Andrew Barry, and this has been IBB pro Brent Swanson. We'll see you at the show, man. All right. Thanks Scott. Thanks guys. The word true. It's very simple. It's only four letters but it's got a vast meaning. It's about legitimacy. This has to be the real deal. My whole philosophy and everything in life is progression. If I'm not progressing, I am frustrated. You know, back in the 90s, I was known as the guy who put muscle mass on people who were stuck. There were things happening in the industry that weren't good. And in April of 2003, Doug and I started True Nutrition. We put the money into the jug, into the bag. That's where the money goes. We're in lab coats, we're in the back, we're manufacturing this stuff. So if it's not worthy enough for me, it's not worthy enough for my business partner, it's not worthy for you. Whether you're a bodybuilder, a triathlete, whoever you are, whatever your goal is, it is customized to you. I developed my reputation as a no BS kind of guy. I'm Dante Trudeau, half owner of True Nutrition.